Video shows train in Mexico filled with migrants riding on top as it heads to U.S. southern border. In the past, other trains in Mexico have been filled with migrants headed towards the United States southern border. A train... <clears throat> The migrants were riding on top of the BNSF railway train in central Mexico as it departed from its from from its departed Irapato, Guanajuato, around 200 miles northwest of Mexico City. The train route goes from there to Torin, Ontario, and then Piedras Negras, a border city across from Eagle Pass, Texas. In response to a surge in migrants, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP, said Monday that it will temporarily suspend and reduce vehicle processing at ports of entry in Texas and Arizona. In a statement from the CP, CBP, the agency said beginning at 3, at 3 p.m. local time vehicle processing, operations at Eagle Pass International Bridge 1 in Eagle Pass will be temporarily suspended and at 2 p.m. local time vehicle processing will be reduced in Lukeville, Arizona. The actions are being taken to allow CBP to redirect personal personnel to assist the U.S. Border Patrol with taking migrants into custody. Several CP, CBP sectors have seen an increase in migrant encounters in recent weeks. The U.S. Border Patrol's Tucson sector in Arizona reported having 15,300 illegal crossings last week, marking the highest weekly total ever. I don't know what to say, man. I don't know what really to say because it's getting bad out here. All right, especially in New York, where New Yorkers are having a hard time finding, you know, just surviving to pay the rent. And people are even try trying to hold on to their jobs. Okay. And it's really going to be a, a hard blow to people who are minimum skilled workers who are trying to get work and even keep their job because you have illegal immigrants going to take those jobs and bring their racism with them. I don't know if you heard about uh, these incidents of racism between the Spanish and black. Now the Spanish workers are now calling black workers the N-word at these warehouses and other places of where minimum skilled workers work. There is no black and brown coalition. These people are very entitled and bring their racism with them. And you even have it in office, okay, with uh, Nunez Martinez in L.A., how she she and a couple of other Hispanic uh, politicians took all the seats meant for the black people within L.A. and made sure only the Spanish people got the benefits of the money from the city, not the blacks. It's a good thing she was caught on tape with those racial slurs and she had to be kicked out of office. Unfortunately, many of her conspirators that were involved, they are still trying to fight to stay in office. So let's get into this story right now. 
New York building quarantine camps to detain people with viruses against their will. Courtesy of Kathy Holchel. The New York Appellate Division has ruled in favor of Governor Kathy Holchel in landmark case for government overreach, allowing the tyrannical government to build quarantine camps to hold citizens against their will for any reasons as for as long as they deem necessary by the state. The regulation of 10 NYCRR 2.13 or isolation and quarantine procedures will give the state of New York the legal right to come inside your home without permission and remove you to be remove you to be held in a quarantine camp without any notice notice and for any virus or infection they deem necessary citizens will not have any option to fight to fight it there will be no court date no recourse to an appeal the rule has no age limit meaning they can also remove your children with or without you and they can detain you as long as they want Regulation 2.13 also shows that the state <clears throat> the state to treat camp detainees as they see fit as they see fit including the use of experimental methods and medications that are still in testing this is one of the greatest abuses of power this country has ever seen but the new but the new york rollout is only the beginning how long until this nation this is nationwide or even global Orlean Times Herald reports State Senator George Borillo said Monday that he and other lawmakers plan to appeal the decision by the appellate division of state Supreme Court overturning rulings last year by acting Supreme Court Judge Ronald D. Plutz that the state health department's um, COVID-19 rulemaking violated separation of powers. Pulitz's July 11th, 2022 ruling struck down the state's attempt to use a state health department rulemaking procedure to establish isolation of quarantine procedures related to highly communicable diseases. Borrello, uh, Republican Sunset Bay, um, Representative Republican Sunset Bay, Representative Mike Lawler, and Assemblyman Christopher Tagg praised the ruling and were critical later of the decision by Governor Kathy Hochul and Attorney Jen Tish James to appeal Plot's ruling. We are deeply disappointed in the appellate division's ruling in favor of the Hochul administration. In the case of Borrello, Lawyer, Lawler, Tog, Uniting U.S. versus Hochul, the lawmakers said in a prepared statement, the court did not address the merits of the case, which were outlined by Judge Plot in his original decision. Instead, they shamely reversed and dismissed the case on a technicality, claiming that we, the petitioners, somehow lacked standing to bring the case in the first place. We strongly disagree with their ruling and are concerned about the widespread implications of this erroneous decisions, the lawmaker stated. They said the ruling not only paved the way for Holchel and her Department of Health to reissue the rule, it has set a precedent to preclude citizens from rightfully challenging government overreach in court, and they've effectively unconstitutionally empowered the executive branch to overreach its into policymaking, which is the decision that could open the door to further abuses of power. The Regulation 10 NYCRR 2.13 established isolation and quarantine procedures for those who are suspected of having a communicable disease, it was adopted as an emergency regulation on February 22nd, 
2022 and has been renewed at 90 day intervals through July 20th, 2022. Plots heard arguments in the case in Little Valley on May 26, 2022. This has been a David versus Goliath fight from the beginning on, me, on many levels. So it is not surprising that the state with its limitless resources have effectuated a win this round. Borello, Lawler, and Tog said in a joint statement. This is what we're going through, people. This is what we are... Uh, This is insane. It really is insane. Okay. So let's talk about Mr. Chauvin. is recovering this evening after someone stabbed him in a federal prison. The former police officer was convicted of killing George Floyd during an arrest in May of 2020. A source this weekend said that Derek Chauvin was hospitalized but stable. He's serving his 22-year-old sentence in a federal facility in Tucson, Arizona. As Esme Murphy reports, federal prisons have long been viewed as a safer place for high-profile prisoners like Chauvin instruction to the jury. Derek Chauvin is the second high-profile federal prisoner to be stabbed in the last five months. Larry Nasser, the former USA gymnastics doctor convicted of molesting young gymnasts, was stabbed in a Florida federal prison in July. Because Joe Tamburino is a criminal defense attorney who has clients in both federal and state prisons. He is not affiliated with this case. Federal prisons provide more protection and they have uh, greater services. The Bureau of Prisons is not commenting on whether a shortage of prison guards was a factor. During both federal and state trials, Chauvin's attorney successfully argued that he served both his federal and state sentences in a federal facility because of safety concerns. While in Minnesota, Chauvin was held in isolation at the state's maximum security prison in Oak Park Heights for his own protection. But isolation is usually reserved as a prison punishment. Chauvin has reportedly been a model prisoner. And that's the devil's choice, you see, because if you want to be fully protected, you have to go in isolation or segregation. But it's horrible to serve your time in segregation. Chauvin's attorney complained over the weekend that his family was not notified of the stabbing until well after the news broke. It's not clear if Derek Chauvin will now be moved to another federal prison for his safety. During his criminal proceedings in both federal court and state court, his attorney asked that he be sentenced to a prison near or in Minnesota so he could be closer to family. How do I view this? How do I view this? I don't want him. I want him to serve his sentence. Okay. And people, when I was seeing the comments, a lot of people were saying that, oh, this was not a fair trial. Oh, you know, he, he was innocent. He didn't kill him. He didn't kill him. George Floyd killed himself. You can see the racism out of their pores. Okay, never mind the fact that uh, 
Derek Chauvin using a legal procedure that he has not done just once, but twice. George Floyd was having an episode, okay? He was having, he was suffering from an overdose. You could have done everything in your power to make sure this man got to the um, emergency services, got to um, the ambulance safe and sound. You decided to put your neck, I mean, I'm sorry, not to put your neck, put your knee on a man's neck for almost nine minutes. Hearing that man cry out for his mom until he died. And for people to say, oh, you know, it was the drugs that killed him. Your job as a cop is to protect and serve and to try to preserve life. Derek Chauvin did not do that. He didn't do that. The only blessing out of this is that you find out what people really think especially racist whites, you find out how they really think. Oh, I'm not racist, but I think, you know, George Floyd, he killed himself. Mm -hmm. Right. But when Ashley Babbitt, but if you say, if you say Ashley Babbitt killed herself when a black police officer in the Capitol building told her to stand down and she ignored the commands and got blown away. They will say she was murdered. Tucker Carlson. She was murdered. No, she wasn't. She was with an angry mob. On January 6th. She was told. To stand down. She was trying to break into the place. And she was told to back up, back off. She didn't listen. And they tell you there's no racism in America. Derek Chauvin, the ex-Minneapolis police officer who was convicted of the murder of George Floyd, has been stabbed almost to death by a fellow inmate in prison. The attack reportedly took place on Friday at the Federal Correctional Institution in Tucson, Arizona, on Friday afternoon, 1,638 miles from his family. Nobody bothered to tell Chauvin's family or his lawyer that another inmate had attacked him. Chauvin, who is now said to be stable in the hospital, is serving a 22.5-year sentence for the 2020 death that sparked the BLM riots. RT reports the U.S. Bureau of Prisons has confirmed that an inmate was assaulted at the facility on Friday, though they did not provide a name, only saying the victim received life-saving measures before they were taken to a hospital for treatment. Associated Press source added that Chauvin was seriously injured in the attack, though the extent of his injuries are unclear. Chauvin was transferred to Tucson Prison from a maximum security facility in Minnesota last year to set to serve about two sentences simultaneously, a 22.5-year conviction for Floyd's murder and a separate 21-year sentence for violating Floyd's civil rights. Floyd lost his life in police custody, detained on suspicion of passing a counterfeit $20 bill at a corner store in Minneapolis. Chauvin was seen kneeling on Floyd's neck, for more than nine minutes in the footage 
of the altercation. The video sparked national outrage with protests and riots erupting across hundreds of American cities throughout the summer of 2020. Floyd's final words, I can't breathe, became a rallying cry for demonstrators with the Black Lives Matter movement, deeming Floyd's death an example of racist policing. Medical examiners ruled that fentanyl and methamphetamine found in his system had nothing to do with his death. Chauvin's defense team has moved to overturn his convictions, arguing their client did not cause Floyd's death, but the U.S. Supreme Court rejected an appeal to his murder sentence last week. A separate appeal for his federal civil rights charge is still ongoing. According to Tucker Carlson, the official story that claims Floyd was murdered by a racist white police officer was a lie perpetuated by Democrats and the media. Like I said, um, Tucker Carlson is a joke. All right. This is the same person that defended uh, webcam sex trafficker Andrew Tate. Okay. He has always been a joke. All right. When Jason Wilcock was spouting nonsense about the uh, Tyree Nichols murder and uh, saying that the result of it, those cops beating on Tyree Nichols was because the chief in charge of that operation was a single mom when that is further from the truth and the fact that that police chief is married. So as you can see, Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson, sorry, is a racist. And you do have those buck dancing blacks. Nothing more than slaves on a political plantation as you got blacks who are slaves on a political plantation on the Democrat side, just happy to get those biscuits by throwing their own people under the bus. Okay. But I hope uh, Derek Shelvin does get well, and I hope he continues to serve his sentence because he has earned it. All right. He has earned it. I'm moving on to Israel. Okay. BBC on Al Shafa raid Israel tampered with evidence, edited unedited video, and failed to prove claims. The BBC, one of only two news organizations allowed into Al Shifa Hospital by Israel, is reporting that the IDF tampered with evidence, edited the unedited video of the raid they released on social media and have failed so far to prove that the site is being used as a Hamas command center, as they claimed. Let's hear what has to be said. Israel described the Al Shifa Hospital as the main headquarters for Hamas's terrorist activity. This IDF animation posted in late October claims to represent a Hamas tunnel system underneath the hospital. But having been inside Al Shifa since early Wednesday, Israel's yet to produce evidence of the tunnels. It has allowed the BBC and Fox News to film at the hospital, though only locations of Israel's choice. This is what they found. Israel also released its own seven-minute video, which BBC Verify has analysed. A watch, visible in that video, suggests it was filmed a few hours before the BBC arrived. And this IDF video was posted, then deleted, then reposted.
this time without a section referring to an Israeli soldier who'd been held hostage. I don't know when this was used the last time. Also in the video, we see a room with an MRI machine. And if you zoom in and we get some light over here, what you will be able to see are is military equipment. The BBC was shown the same room. And what we see in the two videos doesn't precisely match. For example, there's one gun in the IDF video, two by the time of the BBC footage. Israel has told BBC Verify this is because more weaponry and terrorist assets were discovered throughout the day. And as always, an AK-47. Israel also says its video is a single shot with no edits. But this appears to be an edit. We don't know the reasons for that edit, nor how significant it is. The IDF, though, says suggestions it's manipulating the media are incorrect. The IDF video also shows military equipment in other locations, though we can't verify how it came to be there. And what we see in this IDF video doesn't equate to Israel's description of al-Shifa as an operational command center for Hamas. The U.S. is using a different phrase, saying al-Shifa was used as a command and control node. That implies a much smaller facility. Israel is adamant this hospital was a command center, but for now, at least, it's either not found supporting evidence or it's not sharing it. Israel is not looking good here. It is not looking good here. At all. I reported on much of this yesterday and still nothing has changed. They dug up a tunnel outside the building, but it appears it was just a water reservoir or a septic tank. Can't make this up. Syrian girl reports breaking the tunnel. The IDF dug up has now been proven to be a water reservoir. This is why the IDF didn't film inside the tunnel. Notice this is the second time Israel claims a water reservoir at a hospital was a Hamas tunnel. They was exposed for doing this at Sheikh Hamad Hospital. Wow. Wider perspectives shot of the water reservoir Israel claimed was a Hamas tunnel. Notice the orange pipe and the round concrete manhole cover. Photos show how this type of septic tank water, res water reservoir looks like above ground. The pipe that would lead in and out of the tank can also be seen. This is not a Hamas tunnel, as the IDF has claimed. There's another one. Here's how the underground sewage tank looks before the IDF bulldozed it to make it look like a Hamas tunnel at Al-Shifa Hospital. No wonder the IDF doesn't want to doesn't want to go inside to film. David Friedman, the former U.S. ambassador to Israel under Donald Trump, claimed earlier this week it has been proven with certainty that Hamas HQ was under the hospital and accused an Al Jazeera interviewer of Holocaust denial for demanding. <laughs> oh, how do you get Holocaust denier with this? How do you how do you how do you connect the two? Clash Report responds, David Friedman, former U.S. ambassador to Israel under Trump's. All right, let's hear what he got to say. It's been proven with certainty. It's been proven with certainty that the headquarters of Hamas is under the Al-Shifa hospital in 
Gaza City. Now, you know what happened a couple of days We're ago? Proven by Hamas had a big... So let, so let me, hold on. Mark, I'm not, I, are you going to let me finish? I, I, can't allow you to, I, me finish. I cannot allow you to, name, to say 15 things that are unfactual and not be challenged on them. I'm happy to let you talk, but I, I'm going to ask clarifying questions. You're going to tell me what's factual? Mark, I spent five years of my life studying this, living it. What was, was the last time you were in Gaza, Mark? Uh, what was the last time you were in Gaza? Uh, 18 months ago. What was the last time you were in Gaza? What was the last time you were in Gaza? Uh, a few a few years ago. Okay, so you said Al Shifa Hospital has been proven Hamas headquarters. What independent yes. uh, uh, reference? What source? What investigation has proven that? Who has proven that it's an Al Shifa Hospital? Since it's been a proven fact, who proved it? So now we're going to get into this basic like Holocaust denying idea that that evidence that Israel has shown is not valid. I mean, is that what you're doing? Do you, no, do you deny that no, people no, were no, raped? No, 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 everybody that challenges you is not doing Holocaust denial. You said that it's a Hamas headquarter. I simply asked you. I simply asked you for evidence of it. I said who, and you immediately equated it to Holocaust denial. Israel has presented evidence. Ask, like ask the CIA. Ask, ask, ask anybody ask who studies this. Ask the CIA, this. sir. Yeah. You don't trust. You don't trust the government. You don't trust the American government. You don't trust the Israeli government. Who should we trust? Hamas. You want knee-jerk reaction? If you don't believe what they say, oh, you're a Holocaust. This is rich, man. This is rich. As I've highlighted yesterday, patients inside the hospital have been put through hell and multiple have died due to disruptions caused by the IDF raid siege. Yeah, man, this is a. Uh, it's wild. It is wild. Um, I am putting in, you know, uh, I put Israel the uh, stories on a story on Israel here because um, I have a busy schedule, so I don't want to end up, you know, being slack with uploading the videos. <clears throat> so I'm just putting in all the videos, uh, all the information that I wanted to put out in one shot. Here's the last one. Um, this one will be about the Hollywood elites. There we go. Sorry, one minute. ...who have sold their souls to the devil and dedicated their lives to corrupting the minds and the souls of the youth. But don't take my word for it. That's according to Hollywood insiders, many of whom are household names. Unfortunately, most of them died extremely suspicious deaths. What happens to celebrities who refuse to toe the line? Ask Kanye, who reportedly believes he's being followed by his former personal trainer, Harley Pasternak, who is staying in the same hotel as West and his children. This comes after Kanye revealed a text message from Hollywood personal trainer, Harley Pasternak, threatening to institutionalize and forcibly drug him if he refused to stop talking about crazy stuff. Love him or loathe him, Kanye is following in the footsteps. You notice how they're all for Israel, right? These celebrities.
Broken clock can be right twice a day. ...of Michael Jackson, Prince and Muhammad Ali in exposing the vast control matrix employed by the entertainment industry Illuminati. As Prince told us, before he died in extremely suspicious circumstances, there is a war going on. The battlefield is the mind, and the prize is your soul. It's cool to get on the computer, but don't let the computer get on you. It's cool. Cool to use the computer. Don't let the computer use you. You all saw the Matrix. There's a war going on. The battlefield's in the mind. And the prize is the soul. Before we dive into the program, first, let's take a look at the tweet that unleashed the storm. Kanye West accused his personal trainer of threatening to have him institutionalized again, drugged out of his mind, and have his children taken away from him. What kind of personal trainer has this type of power? Here is a list of Harley's noteworthy Hollywood clients. Someone doesn't want you to see this. His Wikipedia page was edited immediately following Kanye's tweets. Note that some of his former clients had mental breakdowns or died under suspicious circumstances, most notably Mac Miller and Brittany Murphy. Pasternak was closely involved with Brittany Murphy before she died. The autopsy reports indicated that she died of an overdose thanks to a wide assortment of prescription pills that were in her system at the time of her death. This in itself wasn't the mysterious part. What was perhaps even stranger is that her husband, Simon Monjak, died only five months later in a similar manner. Also worth noting is the fact that Kanye West was hospitalized in late 2016. Where was he at the onset of his alleged breakdown when he was institutionalized against his will? Harley Pasternak's home, of course. Note that in the text messages Kanye posted, Harley threatens to have him institutionalized again. But just who is Harley Pasternak? Harley Pasternak worked as a scientist for two years at DRDC Toronto, one of Defence Research and Development Canada's military research stations. What sort of stuff is researched at DRDC? human systems integration, social and psychological factors that affect the resolution of conflict, psychology of malicious intent, social and cultural factors influencing behaviour. In other words, government psychological operations, literal psyops. But we don't have to read between the lines. Harley Pasternak spells it out for us. Working for the military, I wasn't governed by the same laws that the typical person was, so I could look at the impact of certain drugs that are not everyday things. The stuff with the D&D gets weirder. This branch of the Canadian government once included the Defence Research Board, DRB. The DRB quite literally funded MKUltra, as did the CIA. This program involved forced experiments with drugs, sensory deprivation and brainwashing. For anyone interested in celebrity mind control and the power structures that rule over us, this is a rabbit hole worth going down. Many celebrity breakdowns have been motivated by stress, with no foul play involved. But the text messages Kanye was posting were damning. Do what we say or lose everything. That raises questions about other celebrities who we have been told to write off as crazy. You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to understand that if the elites assign handlers to celebrities, particularly those deemed unpredictable or hard to control, with the purpose of keeping those celebrities in line, those handlers would look a lot like Pasternak. We are rarely able to peer behind the curtain. Episodes like this are important because they reveal the secret power dynamics at play in elite society the mechanisms by which even ultra-wealthy celebrities are kept in line. A vast matrix of control exists to keep celebrities in line. After this short break, 
The abuse started when she was just a teenager. P. Diddy was Usher's legal guardian. When Justin Bieber turned 15 years old, he had to spend 48 hours with the man who just agreed to pay tens of millions of dollars to make claims that he perpetrated the most horrific crimes imaginable go away. The location and what Diddy did with Bieber are undisclosed, but Bieber was never the same afterwards. This is how the cycle continues. You know, when you get 16, you're good to go. I'm good to go. Yeah. All right. And then, when you get 18, you get the house. You get the mansion. Okay, I get the mansion? Yeah. So, where are we off to now? Where would you like to go? Um, I mean, wherever you want to go. Where are we going? We just, so check this out, yo. Um, Justin, he's in, you ever seen the movie 48 Hours? Right now, he's having 48 Hours with Diddy, him and his boy, um, they're having the times of their lives, like, 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 the, you know, where we hanging out and what we doing. Um, we we can't really disclose, but um, it's definitely a 15 year old's dream. Um, you know, I, I I have been given custody of him. You know, he yeah. signed to Usher. I'm signed to Usher. Uh, I I had legal guardianship of Usher. Why the hell you have legal guardianship over Usher? What happened to his parents? What the. When, when you know, he, he did his first album, I did yes. his first album. I don't really, I don't have legal guardianship of him, but for the next 48 hours, he's with me. So, um, and, and, and we gonna go full, buck full crazy. We're going crazy. Crazy. Why are you going buck? God, man. And he, did he look at, did he looking at Justin Bieber? Oh my, wow. Where is Justin Bieber's parents? Why are you gonna let your kid be with a stranger? I'm taking this out tonight. What you want to do? What you want to do over the next 48 hours? 48 hours. Let's go. Um, are we gonna? Let's just go get some girls. Let's go and get some girls. For those interested in a deeper dive, it's worth researching monarch programming, a method of mind control used by numerous organizations for covert purposes. Monarch is a continuation of Project MK Ultra, a mind control program developed by the CIA and tested on the military and civilians. The methods are sadistic. Its entire purpose is to traumatize the victim and the expected results are horrifying. The creation of a mind controlled slave who can be triggered at any time to perform any action required by the handler. Monarch programming is a mind control technique comprising elements of satanic ritual abuse and multiple personality disorder. It utilizes a combination of psychology, neuroscience, and occult rituals to create within the slaves an alter persona that can be triggered and programmed by the handlers. Monarch slaves are used by several organizations connected with the world elite in fields such as the military, sex slavery, and the entertainment industry. Inspired by Dr. Joseph Mengele's work for the Nazis in World War II, Project MKUltra ran from the early 1950s to at least the late 1960s using American and Canadian citizens as its test subjects. The published evidence indicates that Project MKUltra involved the use of many methodologies to manipulate individual mental states and alter brain functions, including the surreptitious administration of drugs and other chemicals, sensory deprivation, isolation and verbal and physical abuse. Although the admitted goals of the projects were to develop torture and interrogation methods to use on the country's enemies, some historians claim that the projects aim to create Manchurian candidates, programmed to perform various acts such as assassinations and other covert missions. Although it's claimed that the CIA stopped such experiments after these commissions, some whistleblowers have come forth stating that the project simply went underground, and monarch programming has become the classified successor of MKUltra.
It's difficult to remain objective when describing the horrors endured by monarch slaves. The extreme violence, the abuse, the mental torture and sadistic games inflicted on victims by notable scientists and high-level officials. Oh, that's all there is for now. Anything you want to know about this channel is in the description box. Like, share, comment, and subscribe. Hit a like to push this through the algorithm. Later.